Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us as we continue the conversation around uh, Catholic topics of uh, various uh, natures, I guess. Nature, I use that word because of our topic today. <laughs> and uh, my name is Father Daniele, and this is the podcast Trinity. Here with <laughs> me, Josh Sullivan, and Hello. Matt Van Milligan. Welcome to you guys. Eh? Which one am I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's not safe to go there. I okay, guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, so, yeah, last week we talked about, because last Sunday, uh, you know, now, what, nine days ago, we, it was the Pentecost, it was Pentecost Sunday, so we talked yeah. with the Holy Spirit last week. Uh, this past Sunday, was the Trinity. celebration of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. So very fitting that last Sunday we kind of talked about the Holy Spirit and uh, we can wrap up loose ends there if there's something else that you wanted to say about the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to move into talking about Jesus the Son, God the Father, um, and how the relationship applies uh, to, our, well, number one, what the relationship is like and how it applies to us. Yeah. Eh, sound good? Yeah. yeah so sure. last week we had some good conversation on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so you know. Um, was there were there things that we didn't uh, mention or I just wanted to say one of the things I thought about was, and we're going to talk about today in the Trinity anyways mm-hmm. but every time the Holy Spirit is mentioned or is the way the Holy Spirit is depicted in Catholicism is always in movement it's tongues of fire fire burns because if it doesn't it's just coal it doesn't you know it's not coals of fire it's tongues of fire they're burning um, it's in a dove in flight it's not just a dove it's a dove in flight mm-hmm. now, water it's always rushing water moving water because if water's not moving it's stagnant it's dead it's stinky you don't want to be baptized with that you want <laughs> moving water um, uh, wind it's wind or otherwise it's just air like yeah. so it's always in movement and so the Holy Spirit's always going to encourage you to move it's it's not going to encourage you to sit on your butt and watch more TV it's going to encourage you to do something and that doesn't mean necessarily getting up as we said before like it's not going to be necessarily getting up as Peter and preaching in front, your, in, in front of a crowd. Yeah. But there there are gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you, talents that the God has given you, and you'll be more joyful, more peaceful, more happy using those gifts. Maybe it's in administration. Mm-hmm. Maybe your gift is in paperwork. Maybe your gift is in um, money, money managing. Um, some of those areas that through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, now obviously like the Holy Spirit doesn't give you the gift of money managing necessarily, but there are administration skills that he can give you that, that do come into that role. Right. Or charisms that come into that role that help like money management and it gives you life as well as giving joy and peace and everything else. Because if you made me money manager, that wouldn't bring peace, joy, or anything. Well, it may, brings a lot of joy for a while, yeah. and then you run out of money and you don't feel so much joy. You know what I mean? But like, so you have those 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 gifts and stuff that people have. Using them, always going to make you move. Asking the Holy Spirit. So I mean, if you asked that last week, you're going to notice you're moving. And, yeah, and that's uh, funny that you say that because I was thinking about, uh, you know, everyone has been in a situation where they've been in a conversation with someone who's stuck somewhere, yeah. right? Who's stagnant, like you said, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're just kind of lamenting about their current state in life, yeah. right? Uh, whether you're a grandparent talking to a grandchild or your own children, yeah. uh, whether you're a teenager talking to your girlfriend or boyfriend or your parents uh, or, your, parents <laughs> or your friend or, yeah. you know, we've all been in this situation where you're, you're in conversation with someone who feels stuck yeah. and we always have the opportunity to encourage them to move, yeah. right? <laughs> and, to, and we always have the opportunity to encourage them. What's the Holy Spirit moving you towards? But what do we do often? Yeah. We, we, we stay on the stagnant bandwagon. Yeah. And we're just like, 
Yeah, that's that's too bad to hear. Yeah. When 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 the Holy Spirit's always moving us to to like, hey, help help, yeah. send a, a word of encouragement to push them in the in the right direction. And I think if people knew that yeah. that the Spirit wants us moving all the time, wants us doing something, it doesn't want us just, you know, stick stick around having a pity party. And if you if you remember that while someone's doing this right now, like you remember this next week or two weeks from yeah. now, and you. you, you, you God gives you the moments at the time and will give you, like he didn't tell Peter, I mean, he did kind of, but he didn't say, okay, Peter, this is what's going to happen. I want you to stand up. I want you to preach for exactly five minutes. And yes. I want you to say, nothing. He pretty much took the apostles and said, go. And, yeah. and they went. And so like they walked by somebody and their shadow healed them um, because, you know, because people had faith. And like, those are all in the Acts. The, read the Acts of the Apostles and watch how the Holy Spirit affected the apostles mm -hmm. and the disciples of Jesus and how, they didn't know what they were doing half the time. <laughs> like, like they just went off the whim. So if this happens, say, and you have the opportunity to speak to someone because you just remember Father Daniele saying that, then say, okay, come Holy Spirit, give me the words. Give me the words. And start the conversation. Remember, our advocate, the one exactly. who gives us the there. words, he's standing there. Yeah. And, and it's so funny. And that, that is a, something that I, you know, think about often, like in every conversation you're having. Like we have to realize that every, every moment we have with someone, it's a graced moment. It's a privilege. Yeah. Uh, to, to be in each other's company. And when we're having conversation with people, to, to sense, is the Holy Spirit prompting me in this situation? Right. Uh, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit is prompting you to listen. That's right. Maybe the, the Holy Spirit is prompting you to say something or, or, or uh, encourage or whatever it might be. Yeah. But every situation is a grace moment that, you know, God doesn't bring us together by mistake. Yeah, yeah. God brings us together on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. So are we listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? Now uh, we're getting yeah. excited. I know, it's like uh, tongues of fire on our heads. I, I often think of that when, when you hear the what would Jesus do? Mm. And you think about what, what would Jesus do? So listen, like Jesus did sometimes preach. Jesus did something, but a lot of times he sat down and just had supper. You know what I mean? Yes. And just in that simple act of love, a simple act of I'm not judging you, I am going to share bread. I'm going to break bread. I'm going to touch the same food you're touching and put it in my mouth because you're no different. Whereas if, you're, if you were Jewish, being unclean and those, like the rules and laws that came around that could mean significant things. Like you didn't want somebody unclean in your house or at your table because it would make you unclean and then you wouldn't be able to do this, that, or the other thing, right? So like, but Jesus just kind of putting some of that stuff aside and, and being there and loving the people. And so sometimes, like you said, it's just listening. Yeah, exactly. And so the Holy Spirit could be encouraging you just to sit and listen. He could be encouraging you to, to actually act. Or he could be like, now's not the time to ask. Now's the time to love. Next time's the time to act. Or next time, or it's in your love that they keep coming back to you. And then they, they're coming back to you because they see something and they obviously respect your decision or your opinion. And that's where, it's, okay, I've, I've listened to you a couple times. This is what I think. Mm -hmm. And even in conversation with someone like you were saying, you know, yeah. maybe the Holy Spirit's leading us to listen or, or speak or encourage. And, and if we're not sure, if, yeah. if we're not sure what, what is the Holy Spirit doing with me in this yeah. moment, yeah. then to be able to say, I've heard what you've said. Yeah. Give, give me some time to pray about that. Or yeah. give me some time to pray for you or pray for, you know, and even saying that to someone yeah. change, changes the conversation, changes, you know, like that recognizes that God is a part of the situation, whatever yeah. situation we're going through, right? Like just bringing God present in that, in that moment. Wow, we could have done a whole other episode yeah. on Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, not only that, but yeah. it's also God the Son. So where does God the Father fit into all this? Because that was yes. Trinity Sunday. <laughs> exactly. So Trinity Sunday. So obviously 
we believe in God who is one in three persons, one God in three persons. And I think that's hard to explain. I've been in situations in classrooms and, and whatever, where people like explain this to us. And, and, you know, when you know it, it's simple in your, in your mind, in your heart, you just know God is God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, all three equally God uh, in one person, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one, one God, three persons. And I, sometimes we complicate it more than it has to be, right? Because when you just know, yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, it's uh, there's an inherent complexity when you try to understand it, yes, or when you're when you try to wrap your mind around it. So, yes. like in the in the tradition of the church, and and in the, it's properly expressed as mystery. That is like this is mystery something that's church. beyond just just above our kind of rational ceiling, and it's intended to be understood relationally, like before kind of rationally, um, because it is primarily a relationship. It's the first relationship, or it's the first kind of um, expression of relation in the entirety of existence. Um, so um, there's the, the, like the old story of like the, the seminary professor who, you know, spends an entire semester with his seminarian saying, um, okay, that, like uh, we've had a whole class on the Trinity. It was like, okay, we have our exam coming up. Does everybody understand the Trinity and everybody, you know, all the seminarians want to impress. So they say, yes, yes, we understand the Trinity. He's like, oh, I got to start back from the beginning. Because like, if you're claiming to understand the Trinity, if you actually you're, understand this, you're kind of missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. That's what I was going yeah. to say. As soon as we say, okay, so let's explain what the Trinity, you can't. Yes. I mean, you can explain some of what we know as, I'm going to say rules, but not really rules. The, we, we know some things, some facts yeah. about the Trinity, but we, to, to understand it, is the, a yes, the, there, are, there are accurate descriptions of the Trinity, yeah. but to fully comprehend what the Trinity is, yeah. is yeah. kind of a lost cause. And like even, even some of the, the most uh, intelligent theologians in our tradition say like the best you can do is analogously. You can, yeah. you can describe right. the Trinity by means of analogy, but at some point, each of those analogies is going to break down or it's, right. it's going to. Right. There's no perfect one, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's important to, to just write off before we go into yeah. sort of references about, about the Trinity. It's important to know. And people don't have a problem believing that God, that the Father is God, mm -hmm. right? When people, ref when people say God, most people are thinking about the Father. Yeah, a lot of times. Right? Yeah. So when people say God, and actually, you know, some people say, uh, well, what's the difference between religions? We all believe in the same God. Not, not true, right? No. You know, I think we talked about that. Did we talk about that in another podcast? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about the is Islamic and yeah. Jewish. They right? So God the Father would be our common uh, denominator, I guess. Yeah. But that's not the fullness of the God we believe in. Other, uh, most people, I would say, um, would uh, have trouble saying that Jesus is God. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know that from talking with many people. Like, people just don't understand that. No, no, no. Yes, he is the son of God, mm -hmm. right? That's in the relationship that, Matt, you were talking about. Mm -hmm. But he is God, you know? And people are like, what? You know? And I find that so funny. A funny story, and I won't mention names or places, but I was in a classroom once, and, you know, I asked the, I asked the students in front of me. <laughs> and these were older students. They weren't like kids. Uh, you know, like, how many of you think Jesus is a... Um, because uh, everyone thinks Jesus is a good, good guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. So I said, how many of you think he's a good guy? Everyone raises their hand. How many of you think he worked miracles? Hands, you know. How many of you think he's the son of God? You know, most hands are up. How many of you think he's God? All the hands came down, you know? And I was like, wow. And then I said, well, I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Jesus is God. Yeah. And one kid stood up and said, well, that's not what our teacher told us. <laughs> 
and pointed her right out, eh? And she was embarrassed and all that stuff. But, but so most... That's good. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, so, but Jesus is God, okay? And then the Holy Spirit. You know, people think of like the Holy Spirit as like the, just sort of this heavenly breath. You yeah. Know? <laughs> the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah. You know, so we have to make that clear. All three are God. So one God holy in and three separate. persons. Holy and separate. I think, and one of the other ways that we, we I've seen it de- described, but not in a right way, was like when you look at other faiths, like let's say Hinduism or uh, like Hinduism has a couple of different um, gods. Gods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plural, right? And, and, and people to get to choose kind of what gods, from my understanding of it, I mean, I, I've had a couple conversations with Hindu, um, people that are Hindu. But um, for the most part, that's not necessarily, that's not what we believe. We believe our God is these three people, and not like Power Rangers, they come together and form God, (laughs) but that they are actually solely holy God in each of their own persons, as well as God altogether, right? So it's three persons in one God. It's not three separate leaves of, this is where we talk about different analogies, but like uh, St. Patrick, I love him dearly, but it talks about the, the, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit with the uh, Trinity in the um, cloverleaf. Mm-hmm. And that's how he explained it. And, and, and for the time and for people to understand who were, who were believing in other forms of pagan religion, this made sense to them. And so they were able to grasp it. But where it breaks down is there's three separate leaves, right? But no, that, that is all clover. If you, if, if you, yeah. if you got it like, yes, this course. is a clover. Um, this is all God. Yeah. All th- they're not separate leaves. They're separate people. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, a like, kind of like Matt yeah. was saying. Like it's best to use analogies, but yeah. nothing is perfect. Yeah, no, with, with the recognition that analogies are limited. So with exactly. with yes. the clover, it's like that's that's helpful for especially um, you know evangelizing um, cultures that are coming out of a pantheistic. Yes. view of God, exactly. like that idea that there are gods, that there are yes. kind of multiple distinct personalities, that it's, that there's a unity in the clover yeah. um, th- that we want to say is this isn't, you know, this isn't the Greek pantheon. This right. isn't, um, so for like, uh, uh, for those purposes, those analogies are useful as long as you recognize that it's like, no, it, a clover is actually um, parts of the same thing. Whereas we want to say the persons of the Trinity are actually their own distinct persons, yes. which, you know, the, the cloak doesn't really. Okay. Do so biblical references for the, for the Trinity. Here we go. Right. This, so yeah, this is really, this, yeah, this, this is exciting because, yeah. um, this ties back to some early discussions that we had about like why, why we need the church, why, why we need kind of the, the interpretive tradition of the church, because the Trinity as the Trinity isn't actually mentioned in scripture. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have a bunch of early councils. We have like the, the Nicene, creed that comes out of the to, to kind of formalize these things or to kind of talk about uh, the Trinity in the way that we understand it now but the Trinity is actually all over scripture that it's last week we talked about you know the Holy Spirit coming Jesus said you know the advocate is coming throughout the Gospels Jesus is saying like uh, I come from the Father and to the Father I'll return yeah. if you love him you love me in yes. the beginning of John's Gospel right. like um I and the uh, Father are one. Yes, yes. yes the, the Word yes, was with yes. God and the Word was God. Yeah, um, the yes. Word became flesh. And as we know Both that, that's, um, that's yeah. Jesus. But the moment, they're like what, what most kind of biblical scholars would point to as the moment where, you know, the Trinity is manifest um, in, in the Gospels would be actually uh, uh, John baptizing Jesus. That's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah, because be you have the voice of the Father saying, this is my, my son, son whom I love. Yeah. Um, it's like, but you... Um, 
and the spirit of God descends on. So you have in that moment, you have a unity and a recognition of three distinct people. persons. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah, because that's that's what I was thinking. Actually, when I was thinking the other the other place, but again, not not the Holy Spirit, but it's a transfiguration, right? Because you have the Father again and the Son, mm-hmm. um, but not the Holy Spirit. So that is in the baptism yeah. itself, and that's where baptism for us too is so important because it does the Holy Spirit. That's where we get the seal on our hearts from original sin. We get wiped clean, and we get the yeah, kind of cool, cool. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah. we have biblical references for the Trinity, right? Now, the term. Of the people. The term, yeah, the term, The yes. term Trinity yeah. came, obviously, from the word three. Try, try, yeah. Yeah. Trinity, right? Um, okay, so now, what is our, uh, like, you look at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a relationship of three persons in one God, right? Yeah. So how do we um, sort of describe this relationship? Like, because um, sometimes people often say, well, does does the father decide to do one thing and the and the spirit is uh, pushing someone another way or whatever like that? So we we often talk about unity and trinity. Like what what would that mean? Yeah. So the, you would say that like the 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 ways in which they're distinct are, um, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. It's it's very difficult to, uh, to describe it in philosophical terms because you would say that they, they have different expressions of their nature, but they have the same nature, which is God, which is, yeah, yeah like a really strange way which of describing that yeah. because it's categorically, it, it just kind of breaks our, our categories yeah. to try and dis- to describe it in, in our own kind of uh, sense. But last week we talked about the Trinity, uh, sorry, we, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit, I think, is difficult for some people to identify with or relate to because there's no there's no personification of the so like we have in kind of the the, the artistic tradition of the church we have just like we have representations of God the Father we have and again yeah. these these are limited we have you know an old man in the clouds and it's yes. kind of most Zeus reduced almost. sense yeah, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> but you have you have attempts to, but in our iconographic tradition you have representations of God the Father there. Um, in this parish, there's by one of the doors, there's a depiction of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most people wouldn't recognize that as an icon of the Trinity because how often do you see depictions of the Holy Spirit personified? Yeah. Jesus, we have, we have tons of depictions. Of right. But we have, and, and the function of icons themselves are aids to prayer, help us to um, give a kind of physical uh, representation to what, what we're ultimately worshiping. So um, that's... That's easy for God the Father, easy for God the Son, because we can and we can personify them. And in in the case of Jesus, you have the incarnation, which is a personification of of God. Yeah. Um, but the Holy Spirit, it's harder to um, to kind of encapsulate that. All of that to say that the way that we understand the differences between the the, the persons of the Trinity is is those interactions. So God the Father interacted with creation and human, humanity, revealed himself in a specific way, Gee, in a specific mm. time to the Israelites, to the, um, in, in the act of creation. Um, Jesus revealed himself in a specific way in history, in the incarnation. The Holy Spirit reveals con- and, and reveals, okay. um, continues to, um, in a specific way, so that's yeah. that's the way that you can you can kind of accurately describe the differences between them, although kind of in nature and yeah they are one. 
Yeah, and I like what you said about you know it's it's hard to explain you know uh, but, <laughs> it, it breaks our categories. But each yeah. each although they're one, each have their own little role. Like you said, you know, like how they're um, I don't know what the word you use, not manifested, but uh, yeah. revealed them, yeah. themselves. You know, because even though uh, they're even though they're God, in their role as Father. You know, yeah. the God the Father takes on this fatherly role and, you know, reveals himself in creation, all this stuff. Jesus, God, reveals himself in through this sonship of being the son of the Father. So there are these individual roles. Uh, um, I had a better point when you were talking, I guess, but, but, but that helped me to understand a little bit. Like, yes, they have one common mission. They always work in unity, yeah. but in these distinct parts of the relationship yeah. you know there is the father there is the son yeah. Yeah. there is the spirit who's who's working and we rely on them like but you but you look at how the trinity works together in a lot of our situations mm. right just look at the mass that we celebrate you know when uh, when we consecrate the eucharist for yeah. example of course our focus is on jesus the eucharist, right yeah yes but the trinity is present mm -hmm. in this moment yeah. You know, um, you know, we say by the same, by the spirit, uh, it was consecrating this, this, this it's bread. Upon us. Yeah. yeah. Jesus reveals himself in, in this Eucharist, the father present in, in what we're celebrating, right? All the, the whole mass is in worship of the father. Yeah. You know, that's why we, we offer our prayers always to yeah. the father through Christ, our Lord in the unity of the Holy spirit. Right. right? Yeah. Um, so the unity of, of the Trinity is always present in almost everything we do as yeah. a church. It's one of the few times, too, like to take it one step further, a tradition that has become, uh, I'm going to say, forgotten, but not necessarily, we, we're recognized as Catholics for it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We make that cross on our bodies, but we're saying in the Trinity, in the name of the exactly. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, every time you're doing that, you're, you're professing your belief, but you're also doing it in the name of God. You know what I mean? So, right. like, so, that it, so that's why we start our prayers that way. Or if you hear about somebody, you know, something, something happens on movies a lot of times with older ladies of some sorts that they're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, and they, they'll bless themselves. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's the shortest, easiest prayer. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Like in yes. the movies and stuff, like when they're, when they're not, I don't want to say offended, but when they're shocked, yes, they'll, 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 they'll bless themselves. It was a comedy I was just watching. Uh, but but the, those, you go, oh, they're Catholic because they bless themselves. But this is not something that's necessarily only Catholic, right? If you're a Christian, you believe in the Trinity. Sure, right? yeah, of course. And that's, that's one of the fundamental truths, I think, that we hold with our Christian brothers and sisters mm -hmm. is the Trinity. Because as soon as you take God out and you say God, I mean, sorry, let's say Jesus is the Son of God, now you're into not Christianity anymore because God, Christ yeah. isn't God at that time. And there are some... Uh, I'm going to say close to Christian beliefs. Uh, I believe there's like the Latter-day Saints or I can't remember exactly. So you'd have to watch my words or watch my, but there are some, some faiths that believe that Jesus is the son of God, but not actually God. Right. Yeah. And they, and, but they don't fall into the Christian denomination exactly. because, because all Christianity believes in that Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you look at our mission, you know, last week we talked a lot about the spirits always moving us to move, to, to move and to, to live out our purpose and, and to listen, to, to see the fruits of, of our, of our, actions or fruits of our prayer but in everything in the fruits of the church yeah right you look at the seven sacraments that the church offers right mm -hmm. everything is done in the name of the trinity right mm -hmm. uh, people are baptized in the name of the father son and holy spirit not just in the name of the father yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. uh, people's sins are forgiven 
in the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, Son yeah. and of the Holy Spirit, not just in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the confirmation, people are, even though it's a real sacrament of the Holy Spirit, obviously the Father and the Son are present. We trace this cross on someone's forehead. You know, yeah. as we administer the holy oils in, in in marriage, both of you have had the sacrament of marriage. You know that line in the in the, in the wedding ceremony. You know, you exchange these rings, yeah. and what do you say after? Each the bride and the groom in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I mean, everything the church does, we do so in the name of the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And there's this unity among them that that helps. There's a relationship there too. Exactly. You just reminded remind me of that in the marriage because one of the things that happened with me and my wife um, when when we first started dating, and we were young, and I uh, she wasn't Catholic and I was, and we were on this bus trip coming back from a conference or whatever, and we really liked each other for a couple of weeks and everything else, and it was the first time we went to hold hands, you know, and that whole thing, and so we were holding hands, kind of sneakily holding hands because that was very thrilling and uh, <laughs> but at that time what I remember is her grabbing my hand after a little while right and and throwing it in front of us and going okay what is this and I was like wow uh, uh, Chrissy will you go with me like uh, I was just so nervous and everything else and I was trying to work up the courage to ask her like most of the time anyways but um and she said okay before we go out I want to talk to you about this relationship and she talked about the father son the holy spirit and the triangle and she said, but in a relationship, now this is kind of getting off track a little bit, but to say that that should mimic our relationship as husband and wife, meaning that we need to have ourselves, we are going to, like, we're separate people, but we want God to be the center. And so by being that, there's that triangle where we're separate people, but in a sense, when we get married, we will be one. And we want to make sure that God is one with us. You know what I mean? Like meaning mm-hmm. that as we enter into the sacrament, we're all there, three persons in one, if you will. It's a little different, I know, but it was, it was, to me, it was like understanding that the sacrament of marriage actually helps us understand the, the mystery it's, of the Trinity yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? When I speak with a voice to my kids, I'm speaking, hopefully, if there's a good understanding between myself and my wife, I'm speaking on behalf of both of us. Mm-hmm. And if I'm raising them right, maybe with the voice of God, <laughs> at least put the fear of God into them. But, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's speaking um, that that I don't want to say mocks, but that that relationship between myself and my wife, if we're living it wholly to the sacrament to potential that it has for us, is bringing us closer in union with God, and show and the Trinity mm. is that perfect unity that we want to strive towards. Yeah, it's a, it's a model of relationship, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I would say that like it, that does extend like uh, that, that's probably the closest experience that yeah. you can you, you can have to kind of uh, mirror that relationship but uh, throughout throughout the uh, the New Testament especially like the uh, book of Hebrews or something like the the fact that um, we are adopted into sonship of God the Father through you know the sacrifice of Christ um, yeah. um, Christ claiming you know the filial relationship with us that we are you know, brothers, brothers right. in Christ, yeah. so we can rightly call God. We're restored to that relationship. That it's that, and we can seek to kind of emulate that in our in our relationship to our children, in our relationship to our parents, yeah. in our kind of filial relationships with our peers. That it's that there should be kind of an extension of or an emulation of the virtues of the relationship that exists right. within the Trinity within our human relationships. We're uh, coming to the end of our time, but I know I only, we only have about four minutes left. But um, I want to address, you know, people think, you know, there's the, there's the Father. Then a uh, long time later came Jesus, 
And then after Jesus died and rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, came the Holy Spirit. Is this, uh, is this actually what happened? You know, was the Father around forever? Uh, then Jesus came 2,000 years ago, and the Holy Spirit came uh, after that. 50 days after the resurrection. Um, I think... Uh that uh, scripture was wise to anticipate this objection. Yeah. That it's like, oh, especially, yeah, yeah that we're, and, and it could be the early gospel writers really, really recognizing that they're like, they're in a, in a Greek context. They're, they're addressing kind of a pantheon, uh, a pantheistic understanding of, of who God is. That um, you, we, we talked about it really quickly uh, in Genesis. Like you, you have God the Father very clearly um, in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, it was like, but it, it's easy to miss that you know the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, yeah. that God breathed into man the breath of life, that the mm -hmm. um, we, we didn't talk about it last week, but that um, the Hebrew word for for wind and for spirit is is the same word, is ruah, is the um, that the way that these are used in the Hebrew Bible. Um, a lot of times, that the same word is used across uh, to describe the Holy Spirit as, as, as we would understand them. Um, and then you, again, you have the beginning of, of John's gospel is that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Um, that, and you have the word become flesh. That's clearly uh, stating that Jesus was there from the beginning. From the so beginning. you have um, a, 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 a strong biblical case that you can make mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not as though God, the father was getting bored and lonely and was like, okay, well, let's create a son. Oh, yeah. well, let's create a, that. Um, and there were a lot of kind of conflicts and discussions in the early church About um, to really clarify that, no, this, this isn't, uh, these aren't just kind of created subordinate beings of God, the father, that these all represent God um, as, as, yeah, I want to say as a whole, but again, that's, yeah. that's a limited right. way of describing it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and the incarnation was, you know, the word made flesh, um, you know, God made flesh, not sort of God created into yeah. being or whatever. Yeah, uh, I knew Matt would be the best uh, to <laughs> describe uh, that. But, you know, it's really, you know, and, and I, it's so neat, I know, to, uh, to celebrate these solemnities after the Easter season. You and know? understand what they actually, like to actually, these solemnities are there to get us more in love with our faith. Exactly. And so when we're looking at these, okay, wow, go, you know? And I know the temptation is because these celebrations only come once a year, you know, the temptation is to focus on the Trinity once, <laughs> oh, a, once year. a year. That's it. But, you know, every day of our lives is a, is a Trinity Sunday is because we are living in communion with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit always, right? Yeah. But it's just a call to mind, this celebration where we, mm -hmm. where we acknowledge this special relationship uh, that... God has between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but also with us as well, right? So that's the challenge. Exactly. The challenge but, is to get to know the person of God that you don't pray with. Right. If you pray to God the Father all the time, then pray with God the like, then then ask to get that relationship with God the Son and with the Holy Spirit. Or like if it, like we talked about last week, then get to know the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or it maybe you have a hard time with God the Father. I know a lot of people that have had maybe not a greatest father role. And so they can pray with Jesus, they can pray with the Holy Spirit, they can get on board with that. But God the Father their image of God as a father is not a good thing. And because so, of their human experience. Exactly. Because yes. of their human, yeah, exactly. exactly. Their human experience on it. So then pray and get through that because you want to have an experience of all three persons, holy God as one, so that you can fully experience God and how awesome he is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very true. I remember we were baptized Father in, in, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So to, to really uh, be able to have a relationship with each person of the Trinity is so that's the challenge. special. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for this uh, conversation, yeah. and uh, we'll continue on in these weeks after the Easter season. You know, Pentecost, well, we had Pentecost end, uh, whole, this is Trinity Sunday, Corpus Christi. We might up. even get to ordinary time we, with ordinary mass services. We you never might, know. <laughs> we might go back to uh, Thank you for uh, listening or watching today. And if you have any questions or comments, anything to send us, uh, send us an email at the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. It's always a pleasure to have you joining us during these conversations for uh, Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan. My name is Father Daniele, and we'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.